0: about us having the gospel spread out through all generations, but we need to make room for that to take place. If you haven't noticed, before I even get into the message, we have outgrown the configuration of our building. What I'm saying, yeah, you can clap. That's good news. What I'm saying is we have some rooms that we're not properly using, and we some areas that we need to designate and expand, and some areas we need to upgrade. And we're going to do that over the next five years. What we're talking about um, is going to be in two phases. The first phase, when you come into our foyer area, you're seeing us right now. We move, we're actually building a new nursery because our nursery is ex- exploding. We had 13 babies in there last week. And it's been averaging over 11 babies every week, uh, each service. So we're moving over there. We're moving a new nursery over there. We're going to bring our own little wing for children's area. But our phase one is taking those, bu- those rooms out, our family room. And our old nursery, and we're going to open this thing up for as a foyer to have a guest central, to have a coffee shop, to have places that you can bring your friends, to have a place that we can host things in and for our community to come in and hang out. That's phase one. Phase two is we're going to take this sanctuary. We got some of the pricing on this sanctuary. is $80,000 to upgrade. Take the carpet out. Put new seats in here. Take the ceiling out. Take all this stage stuff off and put um, nice linoleum on it. Everything we want to do. And also our children's area. Upgrade that to the state of the art. So we can open up the doors for the next generation. And we can open up the door for my generation to come in. And for your generation to come in. And this is going to take... For us, all of us, coming together with the vision to do it. I went, I'm already in discussion with uh, Enjoy Stewardship. They gave me some numbers that told me you can do this. With us, you can do that. I'm not happy with the numbers. I'm working with contractors and right now also with an architect. But my goal is to raise over it within the three-year period, five-year period, to raise over a quarter million dollars. Quarter Over a quarter million dollars to do what we need to do and have room to work on things and have room to share the gospel, to have room to build our staff, to build, have room to have full-time staff. God has called us since 1990 when we plant this church to be a, make a difference. Our goal is to reach people and build community. To reach people, we need to, we need to reconfigure some things, and we need to build some things, and we need to add some things. To build community, we need to build, need to build inside so we can build outside. How many excited about that? Amen. That's just part of it, the numbers, because I don't have all the figures, but you'll see something In January. We'll be revisiting this. That's why it's going to be you can get your shirts because this is what we're going to do once in a while. I get to dress down once in a while, which is great. But this is what we're going to do, guys, together. It's what keeps me up at night. It's what else keeps me up. Um, generations is something. We're going to go to Psalm 145. It's something I've been meditating on for the last two years. give you a little update what I've been doing. I've been, I'm part of the police force act, act, um, action team. And what I'm seeing, when I go on to a, a call, or I'm, I'm, I'm hanging with the police department. We're walking into certain households, But not only you have a little baby screaming, you got a four-year-old who's confused, have a 12-year-old who doesn't talk to anybody, and you have these parents who have no idea and have no capacity to change their lives. And you see a whole generation, and if it keeps going on, though dad might go to jail, the little baby might go to jail also because that's what statistics say. We are overwhelmed right now in our um, CPS workload. They're pulling kids out of their homes at a quick rate and they have no place to put them because of drugs. They're overwhelmed. They have no place to put them. They have to take the kids out because the kids are testing positive for some drugs. This is... Taylor County, we're sitting right here in the middle of meth zone. Over by the base, it's alcohol. But it's not just one dad. It's a whole generation of people that will disappear and put more workload on the police department who don't have the capacity or the capability to change their lives. The only one that can do that is the gospel. The only one that can build generationally is the church. The only one that can do that. So my next 10 years, whatever long I got left, that's what we're going to do. We got to build a place where we can bring them in and we can serve them and we can love them and teach the gospel to them. We don't have that capacity right now. This stuff is 19, I'm not going to. I love what I have, but this is 1970. We're not going to track 1970. The church needs to be cutting edge, and we can do this something together. So at some time, we, 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 we're great. We go to our homes, and we close our doors, but you don't even understand that that which is happening there is going to start visiting your neighborhood soon. I'm seeing it in my neighborhood. No one has a lady at, at 34 years old cracked out, knocking on your door, or trying to find a key to get into your house and you have them on video camera. She should be home with her children, but she's not. She's out there trying to find something, some money, so she can buy some drugs. It's heavy, isn't it? Greatest thing about heaviness, we have the gospel of Jesus Christ. Talking about generations. This whole scripture Uh, This whole passage in Psalms 145 is such an amazing passage. It's a, a praise, they call it a psalm of praise. And what David is doing, he's talking about how we as a people can build and we can pass the gospel down to generations. A lot of things are being passed down today. All these topics are going on, you know, about NFL protests and... Uh, racist, racial um, equality, all those things are being passed down to our children, but a lot of the gospel isn't being passed down to our children. A lot of the praise of who God is is not being passed down. What's being passed down now is, as Ann Lee Stanley say, we're passing fear to the next generation. We're passing fear among each other, and we're passing fear to those who are younger than us. And David's saying, I'm gonna, This is a praise. We need to have the praise of God on our lips. And talk about and brag about the greatness and the power of God. When you see in this thing here in 145, this is David's last psalm, and when he's encouraging and continually praise, He said, "Pass the message of the threefold blessings of God's name." And that's a message that the blessings of God's name that we want uh, to we want to visit this whole next five years. The blessings of God's name. One writer says, "We're always one generation." away from extinction, of the, extinction of, the, of the gospel. This is going to take parents to be real parents. We don't take what the society says. We take what the Bible says. And it's so critical right now. There's no such thing as uh, gray. It's either black or it's white. That's it. That's the way the world's going now. Either you're doing right or you're doing wrong. And I don't mind being on the right side and being criticized for it because it's the only side that works. So when he says this threefold blessing, what we're going to cover today is God's power, his kindness and faithfulness. And he says, I want you to preach this all generations, everybody preach this word, give this out. I want the church to walk in praise, not in just so much defeat. we celebrate our shortcomings someone gives us a diagnosis and we accept it and we shouldn't because it's illegal if God is our father how much more does he want to heal you how much more he want to change your family tree amen So we're going to go to Psalms 141, have your Bibles out. We're going to go through 21 verses in five minutes. You ready? All right. First one, if you're taking notes, the blessing of God's power. This is David in the first verses 1 through 7. He says, I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day. Everyone say every every day. I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. Can I get an amen? One generation shall commend your works to another, shall declare your mighty acts. Declare your mighty acts on the glorious splendor of your majesty, on your wondrous works. I will meditate. I will meditate. I will not meditate on Fox News. I will meditate in your word. They shall not speak, they shall speak of your might, of your awesome deeds, and I will declare your greatness. And they will, they shall pour forth your fame of your abundant goodness and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. You see some words here. He says, every day I will bless you. The first one he says, I will extol you, which means, extol means to esteem greatly. To esteem greatly. I'm going to give you all the honor and all the praise because you're worthy of all honor and you're worthy of all praise. Can I get an amen? Amen. He says, "I will bless your name." Now, this is an interesting word, "bless." The first time you see it in the Bible, because we've been having discussions about this. The word "bless" means this: to kneel. See, if I kneel to God, I'll stand for everything else. That's right. If I kneel to God. I'll pray for my president and my senators. I will pray for my leaders. I will not criticize my leaders. I will pray for them because that's what the Bible says. You pray for them. I will pray for my police department. There might be some bad apples, but I'm still going to pray that God will change that. So when I know how to kneel to the right person, to the right one, the only one that's worthy of being kneeled, I can stand on the right ground and pray the right prayer. That's true kneeling. What you see on tonight, today, this afternoon I'm not going to go into that. but When we get so far from the gospel, we create our own little whatever. It doesn't make any sense. This makes all the sense. So it means I'll bless you means to kneel. Now, everyone say "Every every day. Every day. He's saying this. I will bless you every single day. How is he blessed? I'm going to tell somebody how great you are every single day. When I get up in the morning, I say, thank God that I'm up today and I have air to breathe. I'm giving him praise. We have forgot how to give him praise. We have forgot. What does he say? I will bless you. I will praise your name. I shall declare. I shall meditate. I shall sing. How many love singing? How many don't feel like singing when you come in on a 9 o'clock service? You need to get over it. Because at least you can get here. Yeah. It's not about feelings,' about the Holy One. the one is worthy of all praise and honor and glory. Come on, somebody. Come on. When you praise God on your lips, you don't have time to be critical. And His power is so amazing. You know how amazing it is? We don't know how to say it. We don't know how to explain it. It says it's unsearchable. It's beyond our human comprehension how strong and how powerful God is. Better than a Marvel movie. (laughs) Better than Spider-Man that we fall in love with. Better than a football team that we lose our minds for. He is so powerful. You have a problem, give it to the powerful one. You'll have a solution so powerful, God's power, the blessing of walking with God, the blessing of knowing God and his power. And what he's talking about is the message of God's mighty, wondrous works, awesome deeds, greatness, abundant goodness. How many say God is good? He said, teach that to your, teach that to your children, teach that to your, your sister, teach that to your brother, his abundant blessing, his abundant love, his abundant power. Every day. Every day. I used to love my grandmother when she got up every day. She, she can hardly walk. You know she'd say? Praise God I'm up, honey. And she'd be wobbling. Praise God I'm up, honey. And we fall out when we lose a hangnail. But you know I'm noticing? We have a lot of praise for what's wrong. You ever notice that? We, we get on the horn when we know something's wrong. We're so sold out for what's happening with the NFL. We're so passionate about what's happening there in and, and the government, what's happening here, and not passionate for God. We get caught up in i like I grab that energy and put it in church and praise God so he can change all that. Why? Because we let the world dictate who we're supposed to worship. See, I come from a great place, New York. My team, it never wins. So I praise God that's just a sideshow. Dallas don't do that. Yeah, Ben, that praise Dallas in here. Had to make you laugh. Guys think I'm crazy talking about God's power. Like, I haven't heard this in so long. How many want to see the, the power of God break out on ACU? And, and Simmons and McMurray, one person, the power of God breaking out in our downtown, our city council, who's fighting all over the place, man calling someone the wrong name. We want to see the power of God break out in there. And just, when I show up down there, I'm always praying. In, oh, it's Sunday. I'm sorry. I pray in my prayer language. I'll say it better in that way. Power of God showing up. Who's hungry for that? I mean, who's really hungry for that? I want, you know, I want the power of God to break out in Iraq. Break out in Afghanistan. And break out in Libya and all those places that are crazy, trying to out of control without no peace. The only one that's gonna bring peace is Jesus. So we don't have to keep bringing peacekeepers over there. We have the one that makes peace. I mean, I saw some of my military men, thank God, let God show up so I don't have to keep going out there all the time. Twelve years doing that. Church is like, well, keep going. No, pray. Amen. We're stronger than a B1. Say that Come on now. Who do you think built it? <laughs> I got to move on. I told him I got to do this in 21 minutes. Blessing of God's power. This is David again, guys. reason why I'm, I'm sharing this, this is a guy who was made king as a teenager and spent the rest, most of his years running from a guy who wanted to kill him. And he still had praise on his lips, living in a cave. And then when he became king, what they did, they said, "Uh, here's your kingdom, David. They sent him all the people into this cave who were broke, who were disgusted, who had nothing, and they were bitter to their soul. How come, king, there's your subjects? And he still praised God in the cave. He made the cave a tabernacle. Then he had to fight this big guy named Goliath. Then he had to deal with his sin. And God was faithful. And he's still writing this. He lost a child from that. But he's still writing this. What he's saying is, guys, you, we want your children. I want everybody. I, he said, I, he's what David was saying, I see this today. Where we are today, this is what David saw in his spirit. People that had come together free with God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, all here with us, forever with us, forever kingdom. That's what he saw. Now we're in it, and what do we want our children to see? What do we want them to see? More crime? More, you know, anything? Well, we want them to see Christ. So, Bert, can I ask you? Pray for the power of God to fall in all our areas of influence. Next thing is we got to let people know about the blessings of God's loving kindness. He says at verse 8 through 14, he says, Lord is, is gracious and merciful, slow to anger. How many of proud of that? I'm so happy you slow to anger. Abiding in steadfast love, which means, steadfast love means loyal love. I'm going to come back to that. The Lord is good to all. The Lord is good to all. The Lord is good to me. And his mercy is over all he has made. Thank you for your mercy, God. All your works shall give thanks to you. All your works shall give thanks. Give the Lord thanks. we his works. Give the Lord thanks. Come on, you can dance to church. <laughs> so I'm trying to condition you on giving praise. It's more than the praise team getting up here trying to get us going. Okay? Work of his works. Shall so give thanks, O oh Lord, and all your saints, say, I'm a saint, shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom. Tell of your power. Make known to the children of man your mighty deeds and the glorious splendors of your, splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your dominion endures throughout all, everyone say all generations. All generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words. Thank you, Lord. You don't lie. And kind in all his works, the Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bound down. One of the famous words I love when you do a, a pastor, when you do a Bible study is one word I love: "All." What does "all" mean? That means me. Yeah, bless all. Bless all. He's amazing. How many are in love and God's mercy? How many recognize that you really we all needed God's mercy? I mean, my resume, oh my gosh, I would have killed me. I'm like, I look at pictures now, I say, oh my gosh. Can't show that on church. I mean, if he was like me and you sin, get another one. You're dead. No, we had Jesus. We talk about our foundation. You just say Jesus died on the cross for us, and He was risen for in our justification of us. Just like we never sinned. He expunged the record. So when my past, what I look at in pictures, don't exist in His eyes. <laughs> when you know that, man, you like God. Thank you. I'm still. I'm, I'm 60. I'm still 11. Yeah. Why? Because I had. I had someone tell me, and I. Because I have in my when I grew up. They say, you might not last, you might not last past 35. Well, I got born again, 30. Sorry. <laughs> See what I'm saying? When you realize the mercy of God, his loving kindness, God did not earn it, oh my God. Yes. What do you want me to do? What do you have? There's nothing I wouldn't do for you. Nothing. And that loyal love, he doesn't give up on me. Because we give up on ourselves a lot, don't we? Loyal means he doesn't give up. It's faithful. Steadfast? Steadfast. We sing songs about it. We have no idea what it means. Loyal. He's loyal to his love. He's loyal to his word. His word is pure. He's loyal to his works. That's us. Merciful. Love that. There's no limit to his power of love. And guess what? He says this in verse 14. And the Lord upholds all who are fall, falling and raises up all who are bowed down. He restores those who are dependent on him. Listen to me. How are you going to hear God? And He's going to hear you? And you're going to have, you got to be t- totally dependent upon him. This one is great for me this year. I needed, God. I was crying out to God, God, show me, show me something. I was so dependent. I said, I can't do anything without you. Apart from you, I can do nothing, which your Bible says. Thank you for loving me, even though I don't love myself sometimes. Thank you for your magnificent mercy that I have the opportunity to get up and praise your name. That when you look at me, you don't see my sin. You see a saint. Wow. Children need to hear that. Some of y'all need to hear that first before you can give it out. Um, one of the things that uh, I learned through uh, Tony Evans, convicted all of us, he said, uh, Men, you go to the church and your pastor preaches. He said, Men, you're pastors to your home. Pastor guards. That's what we do. We guard and we, and we feed. Men guard and feed their family. He said, men, if you don't show up but once a month, how are you going to feed your family? How are you going to guard your family? How are you going to call yourself a man? Wow. Because for me to teach something, I have to hear it. And then I got to read it so I can teach it. When I'm talking about those households, what's being taught is drugs work. What's being taught, stealing is, is fun. What's being taught, this is how we live our lives. You need to go on a ride with me or talk to one of the police officers. That's what's being taught. See, one thing will be taught if we don't teach them. The world will teach them. School will. You know, school nowadays is, you know, we got to be careful. Not to worry about anything going wrong. You just. I mean, things can go wrong if we're not careful. But... How can you teach if you don't know? And you learn early. I, you know, young kids getting married now, you got more fail-safe things. You, they put you through all this premarital. Boy, I'm so happy you got preparation. I had none of them just fell into it. And you learn by experience, and that is not the good way to learn, okay? Because I'm a knucklehead, all right? My wife is great. I'm a knucklehead. I admit it all the time. I'm a guy. You learn that after 30 years. But as a man, I'm responsible for the generations. I What I do now will impact what they do tomorrow. How I treat authority figures is how they will treat me, tomorrow. Because if you down authority, figure, they're going to down you. Because authority doesn't matter what size of authority it is, because that's what's going on in our world today. It's authority. No one likes authority, even when it's crazy authority. We to pray for it, but we want to rail against it. Come on, somebody. All right? When we're supposed to pray for it. But if you rail, and they see you railing, and we know that you rail because see when we've been tra- we've been doing the gospel project in um in, in children's church, oh they kind of tell us what you rail on. We keep it all secret though, because you're so perfect. Cause the gospel they, they oh, read my Bible? Well mom and dad don't uh okay. What happens if they don't uh It's the gospel. We're closing all the doors. That's why we have not worship with us. Isn't it pressure to have our kids worship with us? Should I jump? Should I act cool? Because how you act in front of them is how they're going to act if they don't even show up. Because it's not fun. I'm so glad I get to wear my fancy shoes. And I tell you what, I got I to take a hot shower when I finish doing here because I'm jumping. But I want to be the change I want to see. If you don't see me jumping, I know you're not going to jump. But I love jumping. That's just my energy. I love energy. His loving kindness is amazing. Last one is. It's the greatest one. I, I love it. We always have to teach now. Blessing of God's faithfulness. It says this. The eyes of all who look to you, give them, you give them their food in due season. You open your hand. You satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his works. There it goes again. The Lord is near to all who call on him. To all who call on him and what? Okay. He fulfilled the desire of those who fear him. He also hears their cries and saves them. The Lord preserves all who love him. But all, it went to all, the wicked he will destroy. Uh-oh. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord and let all flesh. Everyone say all flesh. All Are you flesh? You're not sure? Not sure. Come see me afterwards. We'll cast that demon out of you. Flesh bless his holy name. How long? Forever. I had, you know, when you get that forever thing, but didn't you put ever in there? That's an that extra so, when I don't feel like it, do I praise the Lord? Is it a feeling? Or is it a truth? Verse 17 The Lord is righteous in all his ways. How many say amen? amen. The Lord is near to all, he fulfills the desires of those who fear him. The Lord preserves all, and all the wicked he will destroy. What is he saying here? The faithfulness of the Lord. Though I'm not faithful, he's faithful. When I'm faithless, he's faithful. He will never let you down. He'll never, he'll never pull a rug from under you, underneath you. He is faithful. How many need to know to let people know God is faithful? He's been faithful for me. He'll be faithful for you. If my neighbor needs someone know, knows who God is, I'm the one that brings it to him. The blessings of the Lord. He is faithful. Faithful. Everyone has a testimony says, if it wasn't for the Lord that intervened on my life, I would not be here. I would not be here when I had a head-on collision. I would not be here when someone picked up a pistol and shot it, put it in my face, and pulled the trigger, and it just malfunctioned. Who was doing that? The Lord. Before I even knew him. Before I even knew him. He's faithful before I knew him. He's faithful after I know him. He's faithful forever. His mercies are new. Every every you need to read your Bibles. I, I sense a truth deprivation. Everyone stand. We're gonna do something crazy. Generations, everything you heard today, we're going to break it down for the next five years. Who has a neighbor that needs to hear this? If you don't have a neighbor that needs to hear that, that means you're not interested in them. We're going to help you reach your neighbor with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what we're going to help them do. That's what we're going to help you do. The blessings of the Lord, his power, love and kindness, he's faithful. Wow. And all I want to do, I don't know about you, but I love to praise him. How many love to praise God? How many are scared to praise God? You're afraid to clap. How many are scared someone might look at you? Good. Watch this. Get. Get.